starting from the ground up, aren't we? Vibing and thriving. Is that it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. And this is Crime Culture. What up? That's Haley. Hi. I'm Caitlin. Yeah. I I wish that I had more creative aptitude to like intro the podcast. It yes, but like in a more in a more engaging way. Like we'll think of it. Yeah, like I I'm not like hi I'm amateur hopscotch world champion Caitlin Mahar what? and this here is exactly exactly like slightly unhinged definitely like very obviously not true, um, but still but still delightful and fun and engaging so that people will be like ah yes I forget that we're talking about shitty terrible things, things. Yes. I will uh I will start the podcast in this way I will um concede that. Um, on our episode about Kai, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker, I I assumed <laughs> wrongly, I guess, that it was a viral video that a this lot of people so had funny. seen. Um, I was quickly taken down on our Discord. Uh, message us on any of our social media platforms um, to get access to our Discord. Every great. asshole in there was like, I've never heard of this case. I'm like, where were you guys I guess I was the only person online in 2013 because I was Apparently. the only person that knew of that case. I very but. much enjoyed it, though. I was like, yes, come for other mommy. Like, yes, absolutely. Um, They're all assholes over there. But join our Discord. It's a fun time. We got it from all sides, though, Hale. Like, yeah. s- like literally so many. Like, I've never seen such engagement with the- with an episode in recent years in terms of just like, everyone um, making hey, a, I hadn't heard of this either. Everyone making a point to tell me that I assumed that our our audience was hip, you know, and on it and with it. Oh, no. No. <laughs> and neither are we. Neither are we. Um, But I will say this case that we're talking about today, I had no clue about. Um, I did because, see, the the student has surpassed the teacher and now yeah, I'm I chronically have, online. I have may have been online a lot in 2013. <laughs> no longer. I am training exactly. somebody at work right now and have literally no downtime to do anything besides what I need to be doing every day. So Exactly. Yeah. But that's fine. That's what I'm here for. Um if you hear any like rifling in the back- background, that's my hobgoblin of of a very sweet partner who's rummaging getting beers and definitely did not know that we were recording based on the look on their face (laughs) hi they've been on the pod before (laughs) i don't know if that came through but michael protests um allegedly they're not a hobgoblin we shall see i would like to i would like to see it um but yeah i i had heard about this on twitter and tiktok Okay. Um, this particular case. And this uh, case was uh, chosen by our Patreon patrons. In the poll. In, the in which they pick. And you can uh, have a say in what we talk about every month as well. If you join our Patreon, um, I think it's the $10 tier. You will be able to vote in our poll. And this was chosen. More about the Patreon later. But first. Yeah. Let's get into our case. This is about the Kane family. Yes. And so, I'll be honest. Both times, I, when I first heard about this, I thought of two things. I thought it had to do with raising Canes, or I thought it had to do with Dean Kane from Superman. It is neither of those. All right. Just putting that out there. Because if you're, if you're like me and that's where your brain went, you would be wrong. It is C-A-I-N. Kane. Um, yes. And before we talk about what actually happened in this case, we're going to talk about some of the people that are involved so we have context for the events that are going to happen. Yes. Um, Again, this is a very recent case. These are very real people, so we're going to be as respectful and um, acknowledge that as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So the first person we're going to be talking about is Stephen Kane, age 50 years old. Steve was born on May 25th, 1972 in Augusta, Georgia, and was the youngest of three children to Bobby Eugene Kane and Barbara Baker Kane. He was a singer serving as the lead singer of a groove slash thrash metal band, which is very <laughs> an interesting combo, called yeah. Critical Chaos. Chaos spelled K-H-A-O-S. Um, mm -hmm. since October of 2022, so pretty recent band. Yeah. Um, and he did all that while working as a safety and environmental manager for a Cincinnati research and development facility. Uh, the band even had plans to go into a recording studio in Dayton at the end of March to record the first five songs for their upcoming album. Mm -hmm. Steve's sister, Wanda Garrison, told TheDailyMail.com, quote, when he, when he joined... His band, he insisted that they didn't use curse words of vulgarity in their music. A condition to join was that he would uh, be home to put his kids to bed, end quote. Mm. Uh, he also studied environmental management at Columbia Southern University and earned a uh, bachelor's of science and a master's of science degree in occupational safety and health. He was very interested in baseball, particularly the history of the sport in Augusta, Georgia, for which he created a uh, Facebook page for it. Mm -hmm. And he even authored 15 books, yeah, including poetry, short stories, and a horror novel. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, he would often share his love of writing, music, painting, his family, animals, particularly his family pets, and God with friends on his social media. His cousin Donna Blackstone later told DailyMail.com, quote, Stephen was a good person. He was so kind and always pleasant. They were a typical family, end quote. Um, she also added, uh, sorry, Garrison, the sister, added that her brother was, quote, such a nice guy, end quote. Mm -hmm. Based on stories from loved ones and his own writing and, and his own writings and posts on social media, Steve was quite literally the opposite of a hateful person. In fact, his joint obituary with his son noted how his, quote, gentle personality touched the lives of many, end quote. Per his author bio, which he wrote, quote, Steve Kane has won absolutely no awards for his writing, nor has he been nominated. He lives in New Richmond, Ohio with his wife and kids, and his general audience consists of the Cardinals, Doves, Blue Jays, and Woodpeckers that eat the birdseed he puts out for them. Most of the time, they fly away during the reading of one of his poems or stories. This leaves the next wave of birds confused as they begin their feeding during the middle of a tale, end quote. <laughs> Which is so cute. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's the general vibe. Like, he seemed like just like a really sweet guy. Yeah. I, it's so, it's so interesting that you would be part of like a thrash metal band that refused to use like any type of vulgarity. Yeah. And like very, like, like he loved Jesus. He was just, he loved everybody. Yeah just it, just a multifaceted person yeah i guess is the best way that i could put it yeah definitely interested in a lot of things and had like a very good foundation for his life yeah um next we're going to be talking about samantha kane who's age 20 samantha graduated from new richmond high school in 2021 where she was on the academic team and sang in the choir she then enrolled as a student at Northern Kentucky University in Highland Heights, Kentucky, where she majors in psychology and is pursuing a minor in criminalistics um, with plans to return to school to get her BSN after, after getting her degree. On top of her studies, she is a sister at the NKU's chapter of Delta Zeta, the sorority. Her favorite colors are light blue and pastel orange. Her favorite food, pasta. And some of her favorite pastimes include hanging out with friends, cooking or baking, listening to music and singing. And she also really likes oh, something that I vibe with, being very, very comfortable and wrapping herself up in fuzzy blankies. Yeah. Oh, I, I do love I, me a good I, fuzzy blankie. I can feel, I can, uh, I can agree with that. Yeah. I identify with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so then Samantha also had a brother, Ethan, who was 13. He was in the seventh grade at New Richmond Middle School in New Richmond, Ohio. 
He liked cartoons like SpongeBob and Adventure Time. And according to his obituary, quote, he was an A student who loved telling jokes, swimming and playing video games. He had a quiet, loving personality that touched the lives of many people. And he will be deeply missed by his family and friends, end quote, which is just gutting to read like absolutely like the obituary of a child is just it shouldn't it's It's not something that should exist yes yeah um the superintendent superintendent of new richmond exempted village schools tracy miller described ethan as a quote little bit quiet but a nice polite young man he was very conscientious he just really wanted to do a good job on his assignments and get them all done and he made sure they were done he would get upset with himself and his teachers would say that's okay we'll make this work he took over a piece of people's hearts here at the middle school end quote and to um, say that about a 13-year-old boy is, uh, I'm going to say rare, because I've had a lot of experience with various 13-year-old boys, and I I don't think the first word that would come to mind is conscientious. Yeah, so by he had large. To be, he had to be quite uh, a, a light in this world to be... Yeah. 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 Um, and it seemed like he had a very great bond with his father. His father would, like, be very like how do i explain this with both of his kids like to bring it back to steve steve seemed to really just love his kids like that was and and being a dad was like a main purpose of his life yes yes um so then we also have william felton who was 74 years old and he was Teresa's father he lived with the kane family in their home i know that Teresa's mother passed some time ago and i'm operating under the assumption that that is at least part of the reason why he lives with them, Mm -hmm. um, lived with them. Um, But I couldn't really find much on him. I don't really know much about him or his story, unfortunately, um, because that brings us to Teresa, who played things very close to the chest. She did, but she didn't. She was very outward about her, about the general good in her life but as we will get into because this plays a role in this entire situation um she did she wasn't as forthcoming about the negatives um and as i was saying to you i mean i feel it was i feel like that's that's like tip like a typical like social media presence it's like you're gonna put all of your good and everything out into the world and show all of like the great things that are happening to you, but not any of the bad things. So, so yes, I would agree with you in that. Um, but for example, like everything was kept very under wraps, which is how I would recommend a social media account be. Um, but she was, it, it was, it was very much more about control of the narrative is the vibe. Okay. As opposed yeah. to like, I guess that's the case with all social media um, is at the end of the day, you're controlling your own narrative. But in this case, it was down to like a frequent resharing of the same photo, let's say. Okay. Or like, you know what I mean? Because that was what looked good. Like, I, I just I can't really describe it. Like she was like a Facebook mom. Okay. Um, but that being said, like she was born in McDonald, Pennsylvania and that's about five six hours away from philadelphia pennsylvania um she so blackstone uh steve's cousin later described Teresa to dailymail.com as quote very inward not personable quite difficult when you spoke face to face with her there wasn't ever a lot of conversation she really kept to herself kept details to herself was very introverted end quote and that's kind of how she presented publicly I guess, yeah, well. but I could see, like, playing stuff a little closer to the chest, like, with social media. Obviously, you don't want to have your whole fucking life on there and, Agreed. like, have all your details on there. But to be like that with, like, the cousin of your husband? <laughs> like, oh, not even the cousin of her husband. Yeah, just, like, to, uh, any of your family. It's just, like, you don't have to withhold details from family. Yeah. So Stephen's sister, Wanda Garrison, added that Teresa drove her and her brother apart. 
including making him move north from his home state of Georgia to be closer to her own family. And Wanda basically said that she, quote unquote, isolated uh, Steve saying, yeah. quote, she's she was always an outsider in the family. She was very strict with the kids, always telling them who to be friends with. Samantha couldn't even get a driver's license. And wow. Quote. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the sort of thing. Yes. That's kind of the sort of thing that I'm that I'm like. It was about controlling the narrative in the sense of like, for example, she's posting. OMG, Samantha's 14. I can't believe she'll be able to get her permit next year. Meanwhile, Samantha is allegedly um, well, no, she's 20 years old, but allegedly she wasn't even allowed to get her driver's license. Like, it's that sort of thing, like keeping up the nuclear family appearance, regardless also, of what's going on and also, in the background. I, that seems like something that is like a control thing. It's like you once your kid gets their license, 100%. You, lose, you lose a bunch of that control. So, yes, they get that freedom. Yeah, it's it's taking that freedom away, which is terrifying. Absolutely um now we're gonna get into kind of the timeline of events starting all the way back june 27th 1998 this is when Stephen kane marries Teresa felton the couple started their family in Stephen's home of augusta georgia where their daughter samantha was born on january 9th 2003 about six years later after ethan was born on september 14th 2009 in augusta the family uh moved from augusta to philadelphia which is uh, like you had said, about five, six hours away from Teresa's hometown. Blackstone later told DailyMail.com that after Teresa had the family moved to Philadelphia, she, quote, really alienated them from the rest of the family, end quote. So Stephen being like a, a real personable, fun person, taking him away from people that he's familiar with, I can see that being pretty hard. Well, and down to a Steven seem or Steve seemed to love um, Augusta. Like he had a Facebook page that he had created dedicated to the history of baseball in the area. Yeah, he was like fr a fan of local sports teams. Like he was, he, and then if he's this close to his children, I think it's not too far of a reach to deduce that he was equally close to his his like family, his biological family as well. Yeah. Um, like his sisters and his cousins and whatnot. So, I mean, that's uh, it just knowing what we know now, hearing this, it just it gives me the like a vibe of. Like, I, like, you know, when like an abuser will alienate, will isolate their victims for mm -hmm. that control from their family, from their friends, things like that, that's what it feels that's what this is reading as yeah. to me um which just really rubs me the wrong like to move them somewhere that like where like teresa knows people in pennsylvania no it's not like right by her hometown but it's still yeah. in the same it, it's not georgia yeah like you couldn't have gone i don't know i don't know yeah, it just seems a little uh, controlling, mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, so fast forward to July 2015, somewhere in there, the family uh, moves away from Philadelphia. Uh, so in July 2015, they were living in New Milford, Connecticut. So they moved to Ohio Township in Ohio, uh, which is part of a township in Claremont County, Ohio, that's located about 35 minutes or 48 kilometers southwest of Cincinnati. Stephen Teresa Kane purchased a two-story, three-bedroom home built in 1990 on three acres on Rival Ridge Road for $212,000, which hurts Cries in inflation. I know. <laughs> <Yes>. I know. <laughs> Haley and I talk about this all the time, where we'll Anytime see Anytime we see the price of something, we're like, oh. Where we'll see the price of something, but specifically houses. What were you and I talking Oh, there was a house that I told you about that I had seen, what was it, a couple weeks ago, where I was like, oh, this is like a decent price. This is an affordable price, for yeah. especially for the area and blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that the house was like built on this like parcel of land that is actively sliding into the ocean. Like it yep. moves three inches every year. And even that, it was like just about out of budget. And yeah. I'm like, you know, $212,000 for two-story, like three-bedroom home, home yeah. on three acres of land. 
that in July of 2015, uh, there it was built in 1990, so it's not even that old of a house. Whatever. And and it, and again, July of 2015, it's 212 thousand dollars. Like, excuse me, I'm gonna cry now. Like this, yeah. damn. So, but anyway, that's one, one of the Kane's neighbors, Teresa Voss, later told WCPO that when the family first moved to the neighborhood, she originally noticed Steve's Pittsburgh Steelers T-shirt. Quote. I went down and he had on a Pittsburgh Steelers t-shirt and we are diehard Bengals fans. Like, hey, not sure how this is going to go. We're Bengals fans and you've got that Steelers shirt, end quote. Steve told Boss that the Canes had moved to the area after leaving his job at Duracell in Bethel, Connecticut to work at Procter & Gamble's Cincinnati location, which just so happened to be where she worked as well. Boss said she quickly got over the Steelers shirt and the two families bonded, watching over one another in their homes, spending summers together in the pool and watching their kids grow up, which is like the dream of neighbors. Like I was about to say, first you get a really great like house yeah. for $212,000. Then you also get like a really nice neighbor that yeah, you Yeah, the first people you meet, you work with, with and yeah. Like, like my oh. my parents specifically have not moved out of their house because their neighbors are so great. So like understandable. Move, yeah. You want to move to a place with like great neighbors. That is what you want. And, it, but it's not, you don't necessarily like get to see that. Does that make sense? Like yeah. that you don't know who is going to be there. Like when you when move you're, in. when you're, yeah. When you're first like buying and stuff. Um, so in May, 2022, Freedom Mortgage Corporation of Indiana foreclosed on the Keynes family home valued at about 299,000, um, at the time, this May, 2022, they bought it in 2015 for 212,000. December, 2022, the mortgage company bought the Keynes property back at the sheriff's sale for 230,000 and then hired a crew to remove the family's belongings from the property on Monday, February 27th. Sheriff's deputies said that they spoke with Teresa in the days before to discuss the impending eviction and didn't expect any issues, describing her as quote-unquote cooperative. Um, she agreed that the family would be ready to vacate the premise uh, about 10 a.m. on Monday, February 27th, and assured the sheriff's office that the family had a place to go, but indicated that she still had a few things to pack and had requested and received a few extra hours. Okay. Uh, I can't imagine how stressful it is to have your house seized and then be told you have until this date to literally move all of your stuff out. Oh, wait, you don't have anywhere to move your stuff out to? Too bad. You have to get your your shit out. Um, yeah, well, and and I've got to say, like, I've seen, I've seen, we've talked, we're not to bring it back to real estate, but I've also seen those TikToks. To be where, clear, like, neither of us own homes and are in the process of... <laughs> owning a home at any point uh, both of us are in the process of um what's the word that i'm looking for uh coming to terms with the fact that we may never (laughs) own one um we are working our way through that process um but it it just it gives me such an ick the way that like these things happen too in that because i've seen it on tiktok i've seen it like i've read about it. it it's just when somebody can't afford their home that people can just swoop in and buy it out from under them at an auction or at what have you and then that's it it's just not your home anymore like that is so fucking gross and i know in my area there's a lot of there's a lot of people like buying these houses and then immediately turning them into like rentals yes and it's so it's it's so stressful and that that's one of those things that like i mean if you got the money great like do whatever but it's really kind of affecting the neighborhood because no one actually lives there anymore they're just renting and no one cares about their rental home or their neighbors or their their town or where they live uh they're just using it as kind of like a dumping ground for a little bit and then getting up and moving so no one's like planting roots anywhere nobody benefits yeah Except for the people making the money off of it. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is you're not hearing about, like, not that that wouldn't be shitty, but you're not hearing about people like you and me buying a house under foreclosure at auction. You're hearing about, like, landlords, people who make money off of owning these properties, 
going, well, it's cheaper for me to buy a house at auction than it is for me to just buy a house that's for sale and turn that up yeah. for rent. And so also, it's, not just, for nothing, it's more gross. Not for nothing. The people that are buying houses, at least in my area, uh, don't even live in the state. Yeah. <laughs> so so like, much of that around here, too. Yeah. I'm seeing that. Like it's it's just ugh, I'm it not yeah. I'm not loving any of this. I feel ba- I feel really bad for these people. I don't know what happened between 2015 and 2022. I mean, obviously the pandemic happened, so yeah. I don't know how the pandemic affected this family, but it's still a really shitty thing to have happened to them. I feel yeah. really bad. Yeah. Um. So January 15th, 2023. This is about like a month before they're supposed to move out. The Canes purchase a new golden retriever puppy, which, according to Steve's Instagram, the family named Maggie Bloom Jr. Kane, which is Cute. fucking adorable. I love the name Maggie. Yeah. Um, Garrison told DailyMail.com she had heard Samantha had bought it for her mother because, quote, she was in a funk, end quote. Mm. On February 27th, 2023, that is the day they are supposed to be moving out. Uh, about 9, 10 a.m., Teresa shot her husband, Stephen, in the basement of the family home. At about 9.41 a.m., so about 20 minutes before the family was to be evicted from the home, deputies from the Claremont County Sheriff's Office, who were unaware that Stephen had already been shot dead around 30 minutes before, arrived at the came home to serve the, quote, writ of possession, end quote, uh, which is an order announcing that the bank had taken possession of the home. Basically, this is like the eviction notice. Mm. They saw Teresa out on the outdoor patio, uh, but as soon as she saw the deputies pull up, she quickly darted inside. A deputy knocked on the front door and then the back doors after not receiving a response. One of the deputies stepped inside the home, called out to her, announcing the sheriff's office had arrived. They then heard a muffled, no, 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 no. Sheriff Steve Leahy said it was followed by a, quote, very fast, end quote, succession of gunshots about five and just under 3.5 seconds, which authorities believe uh, were meant to keep deputies away. After the sheriff's special response team was called to the scene, authorities determined that they were able to safely enter the home. They found the rest of the family massacred on the second floor with Teresa dead of what appeared to be a self-inflicted gunshot wound near her uh, father and her children. Officers then found Stephen's body dead on a couch in the basement. Despite the Kane's lengthy eviction battle coming to a conclusion, when investigators entered the crime scene, they found no items had been packed, indicating the family were unaware of their impending predicament. They also recovered the murder weapon, which was a 38 caliber Taurus revolver. In a statement posted on the school district's website that afternoon, Superintendent Tracy Miller wrote, quote, We are stunned and saddened by the loss of Ethan Kane. Ethan was loved by students and staff alike, and his loss leaves a tremendous hole in the heart of our district and our community. We ask you to keep Ethan's sister, a recent New Richmond High School graduate, Samantha Kane, in your thoughts as well. The entire New Richmond community is behind her in this fight, end quote. According to DailyMail.com, Miller wrote, quote, There is no shortage of Ethan's stories. You just talk and remember some of the better times and the importance of taking care of your loved ones. I think the hardest thing we'll always have is the question, could we have seen something? Is there something we could have done to make a difference in that family's life? We'll just never know. End quote. Steve's band Critical Chaos also announced Kane's passing to their fans, quote, with heavy hearts, end quote, in a statement on their Facebook page saying, quote, Unfortunately, our singer is no longer with us. He has been caught up in a murder-suicide. Just to be clear, he was shot and killed. We do not wish to speculate uh, or say anything more. For peace of the family and the band, we ask for remembrance of a good man, good soul, excellent front man, and most of all, our band brother. It's family we have lost today. End quote. Ugh. So just to be clear, um, uh, Ethan passed, Teresa passed, and Stephen passed, but Samantha did not. And William and William, yes, and William's Teresa's uh, father had yes. all passed, but Samantha did not. Yeah, she was so, she she survived. So yes, as a matter of fact, so the following day after this occurred on February twenty eighth, um, the Claremont County Sheriff's Department issued an update to the previous day's press release, announcing that like, hey, we had to send a SWAT team out to the eleven hundred block of Rydell, um, 
Uh, what is it again? Rival. Rival, Rival Ridge. Yes, yeah. Rival Rib Ridge Road. I'm going to continue to do that because the minute I read that, I read it as Rydale High, like yeah. from Greece. <laughs> of course. So I'm and now, to, so, now that won't come out of your head. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but so they they confirmed the following day, they issued an update to that press release in which they identified Steve, Ethan, William, and Teresa as the deceased and confirmed that Samantha was alive, but in, quote, critical but stable condition. Um, she had been rushed to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center as soon as they, like, realized that she was alive when um, authorities arrived on the scene, um, which just, like, what a fucking miracle. Um, I can't imagine what it's going to be like for her. And what I, but. I don't, I don't know if we get into this. I didn't read this entire outline before we started, but I don't know. Did the whole family know about the eviction? So I didn't include this. Spoiler alert. Sometimes one of us takes the helm. And in this case, I took the helm um, for notes, which is why Haley's asking me questions. Um, but it, so I didn't include this in there because I felt conflicted about including it um but it was indicated basically what the police um deduced was that none of the family everything was unpacked because teresa did not tell the family she did not tell anybody that they had lost their home and furthermore the family was not only alive but they were awake when when Teresa killed them yes everybody was conscious everybody was possibly aware at that point but up until that day they had no apparent clue that their home was going that Teresa had this plan that I mean we've talked about a couple of um family annihilation cases previously and Mm -hmm. the more the more you read on these type of cases it there is a common theme with like money troubles and yeah. hide hiding of the money troubles and the shame that comes with uh coming to terms with money problems yeah well i mean and, and you and i have talked about it too yeah like it's just there's no shame in in struggling in this time there's no this shame is such anytime. A, yeah, in any time, Especially but specifically time, like but now yeah. is like coming out of a pandemic while people are still getting sick, just to make sure We're everyone, still in it. yeah, yeah, make We're sure still everyone still it. knows, uh, people are still getting very, very, very sick. Dying and there's, even, yeah. one might say. And there's other factors, there's, the, there's housing stuff, there's an impending uh, recession that everyone keeps talking about. There's just the worst people in the world trying to run the country. Uh, just they're trying to take my TikToks. Uh, just um, <laughs> at least like please take them from her. Shit's um, rough now. It's so. it's a rough time now. Well, and I think also, I mean, so many times you hear the thing that money doesn't buy happiness. However, in it, what nobody, I'm I we've talked about it before. I'm convinced that that was by said by somebody that was said by rich people because yeah, same thing as like uh, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. There's plenty off. of things. <laughs> like I, I was like, do you want a list? Do you want an itemized list? It's called money, my last meal. Money um, can't buy happiness, but it buys like peace of mind. That's exactly what it is, though. And when you have that peace of mind, when you have that stability that you don't have to worry about, like, is my next bill going to be paid? Is my car going to be repoed? Is my home going? To be foreclosed upon am i going to be able to afford tuition or what have you that pressure being taken off you don't have to be like fucking war robber baron demonic jeff bezos rich to get to to still have that happiness it's just being rich enough to be able to not have to worry about any of those expenses if if a sudden medical procedure comes up you don't have to be like okay what do i need to do to move around things like that you can just pay it that you can just take care of it i think that that is far more valuable and as somebody who i i my family struggled financially when i was a kid and we almost had a similar situation same um like 
I guarantee you, my parents are a lot less stressed about money now that they've landed on their feet since then than they were back then. And things were a lot more rough for them back then than they are now emotionally. And I'd say as somebody who lost her job due to the pandemic and was very much that person of wondering, am I going to be able to pay my next thing and blah, blah, blah. Now that I've got a stable full-time job, I can breathe. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, and this family does not seem like one of those families that stretch themselves too thin. They didn't, no. they weren't like a family of like circus performers that tried to buy a $2 million house in like New York City. They, Steve had two degrees. He had two degrees. He had side hustles. He left one good job at Duracell to work at another really good well, job at Duracell Procter & Gamble. Duracell is owned at Procter & Gamble. Yeah, exactly. He, like, so, like, like he's a, he was a longtime employee. He worked, he worked for a Procter & Gamble, um, something under their umbrella, back when they were in Augusta. Like he yeah. just, so like, like it, there was no like major gaps does that make sense yeah and a two hundred and twelve thousand dollar house is not like a stretch for what seems like i don't know what Teresa's fucking deal was like what her work was but it we'll seemed like it just seemed like this is a family that just like any old family that like it's just trying to get by and then all of a sudden Something like this happens. Exactly. And exactly. Just, and it, all it takes is that one. Everybody, what's it that phrase? It just hits so close to home. It's it, terrifying. It does. And there's that phrase for people with who still make cast judgments, um, like about the financial situation anyway. I mean, obviously it's wrong to kill your family. Like, there's no doubting that. It is, um, it is so much better to just come out and say, like, hit it oh, yes. as soon as something happens and be like, this is the predicament we're in. How are we going to fix this? Move rather move than kill your whole family. Yeah, like, that or is at least never. Try. That because is never the solution. I would argue that the worst thing that like so, I would argue that Teresa's worst idea of like the worst thing that could happen would be, I kill my family and myself. Whereas the worst thing that happened actually is now Teresa has killed herself and her entire family and left Samantha to pick up the pieces. Exactly. A 20 year old. Yes. I, I, I like that is far worse in my, in my eyes than I think even the worst thing that Teresa could clearly think of. Um, but I just want to issue a reminder, like the, every financial expert under the moon can say this. Um, Oh, but you're hearing it from me. Um, the real the financial who, expert. The, I was, oh, I was about to say the one who is by no means a financial expert, unless it is Caitlin. How can you not pay full price for something? Um, but it's everybody, almost everybody, more people than you would know are one missed paycheck away from losing everything. Yeah. And that is a, that is a literal financial fact. Um, it is something that I learned over the course, like at the beginning of the pandemic, when more and more people were losing jobs and losing homes and losing their livelihoods. It's it, the next time that you judge somebody for being homeless, like the next time that you judge somebody on the street, like it's truly the it, it is. You're there, so much there's closer a reason to being, why they call it the one percent. Yeah. And you're so much closer to being them than to being Jeff Bezos. Yes. Yes. So, that's exactly what I. Yes. See, yeah. this is why I love you, because you understand you can put together the word salad that comes from my mouth. Um, but yeah. Um, so to to recap, to kind of we to get back on track here. So on February 28th, the day after the murders, Claremont County Sheriff's Department confirms that Steve, Ethan, William, and Teresa are deceased. Samantha is alive in, quote, critical but stable condition, end quote. Um, And New Richmond Middle School students left notes on a bulletin board to mourn Ethan's loss. Um, They put, they shared kind words. They shared uh, sentiments of, of sadness. And local news station WCPO reported one note as reading, quote, we will, all caps, always remember you, end quote. While another featured a, like, coloring book page with a cake on it and the note, quote, Ethan, you are as kind and sweet as cake, end quote. 
Um, teachers also paused their lessons for the day, choosing to focus instead on students' mental health. Um, flowers and tributes were also laid outside of the family's home. Uh, neighbors claimed there were, quote, no telltale signs, end quote, that tragedy could be brewing. From the outside, the Canes looked like a, quote, typical and, quote, normal, end quote, family. Mm. Um, Boss later said that when deputies were going to neighbors' doors after the murder-suicide and letting them know what was happening, uh, she said, quote, I was shocked that the eviction was going to happen on Monday. Another neighbor called and I said, hey, I just told the neighbor across the street to let them know that I can take care of Sam and E, Ethan. I'll come home. And he said, you don't need to come home. End mm. quote. Can you imagine your yeah. friends finding like finding out? Oh, my God. Like, and they I take care of these kids. And it's just and that's the thing is people will help if you're a good person. Exactly. Even if you're not a good person. Like they, they had a relationship help. with these people and I'm sure like from that that's just from twenty fifteen when they when they first moved in and became friends with Boss and her family. But I can only imagine, especially with like Steve's kindness and like his just his attitude, that like they wouldn't immediately band together with the whole block and like become friends yeah. with everybody. Like everyone's gonna help out. They don't wanna yeah. lose their neighbor. Yeah. Well and, and that's the interesting thing too, is because boss from what i read seemed to kind of be the exception boss was really the only one the boss family was really the only ones who kind of knew the canes they did very much keep to themselves um another neighbor alicia humphrey said that she was not close to the family she didn't really mm. know them but she told fox 19 that they seemed to be your like typical household saying quote there are people who are struggling out there at times i think we just never know all we can do is pray for that family end quote she also told local news outlet wlwt of this incident saying quote i didn't hear anything no sirens no gunfire or anything like that i got a call from my daughter who's a nurse at the local school here in new richmond she heard that a swat team was on the rival ridge and said and i said no and of course, I came to the door and I saw the people and I was like, I think you're right. Something has happened. End quote. Mm. Like, this is just it's it, it shook the community. Yeah. It's still shaking the community. And but the, the tragedy is like even this woman who doesn't really know them, it sounds like she would have helped. Like there's people out there who are always struggling that she was so understanding even and that Teresa couldn't see past whatever it was that she was seeing, whether it was it was fear or or um needing to have control or simply just like hoping that you'll wake up and it's all a dream and i can understand being in situations like that yeah i just can't understand acting the way that she did um but i can understand that she may have been feeling any or all or some of those things but it's just really horrific like that it had to come to that yeah um, so the following day on March 1st, the Claremont County Sheriff's Department again updated the press release that they had issued saying that based on physical evidence, positioning of the victims at the crime scene and the preliminary autopsy reports from the Hamilton County Coroner's Office, the department confirmed the tragedy was a murder suicide committed by Teresa Kane. Uh, they theorized that she was triggered by the family's eviction from their home and believe that Steve was shot 30 minutes before the deputies arrived, while the rest of the family were shot just a few minutes before the deputies arrived. So mm. to be clear, they initially thought that she went inside and shot the rest of her family. And now they're like, actually, we think that they all were already dead when the deputies showed up. And yeah. they also thought that perhaps the deputies arriving so early, they arrived over like just under 20 minutes before they were supposed to, that yeah. that might have spooked her. Yeah. Um, in the press release, the department also said that they are hoping Samantha recovers enough to reveal details about what led to the murders because the sheriff just kept calling it just senseless. He was like, I there's stuff missing. I don't know. I, like I need to piece this together. I there, it doesn't make sense. That's all he in every you, interview. That's all he kept saying. Do you think that Teresa did that in advance because she was planning to run like a John List situation? We'll talk about John mm. List eventually. It, it was a that was actually a New Jersey crime, um, but it was a um, uh, uh, 
family annihilation case as well that he fucking bounced after he did what he did and and no shade to that when i say this but i don't think it was that dramatic i think that you you think she always planned to take her own life i think that she did i think that she just did not plan i my personal my personal the vibe that i get based on what the information that we have and what has occurred and we really don't have too much information we don't like, have a ton of information this is very unfolding. recent like it's this yes. month that we're talking about it is unfolding um but i i think that she did plan to kill herself that the deputies just came early and yeah. she didn't get to do it to herself in time does that make sense maybe yeah i that's personally that's the that's the impression that i've gotten um but nobody can know for sure this is all speculative um like again this is why in part people are hoping samantha wakes up um they because the the department even said in this press release that she could that she quote could provide vital information into this horrific incident which could assist detectives with answers as to motive which remains under investigation end quote they think that it had to do with the eviction but they don't yeah. even know they're yeah, talking exactly. to, they're talking to teresa's doctors right now asking if she had any history of mental illness like yeah. they're truly just trying to piece shit together and like her mother's dead her father is now also dead she is dead so really the only common link that could provide any insight into this is samantha yeah um like just what happened um but also critical chaos released an additional statement on their facebook page which this broke my heart um and they said quote we hate to post this but feel like we must for all of you sending us hate mail and private messages thinking steve was a killer we are tired We have spoken to so many media outlets telling Steve's story. Let's please take some time to remember Steve and how we can pay tribute to him moving forward. Please, please keep his daughter Samantha in your prayers as she is the only survivor whom is fighting for her life right now as we speak. Uh, I lost my place. Sorry, Hill. If you want to help, there is a GoFundMe page set up by Samantha's sorority sisters from college. Please help any way you can. End quote. But just like we've talked about this before, too, that like metal gets this association with Satan and being demonic and yeah. being evil. And the fact that this man who was truly just a a bright light of a human being, like I'm talking, he didn't this even guy, want cursing in his he didn't want words. cursing yeah. in his fucking metal music. He he like all all of his everything that he put out into the world was just good. He yeah. he just wanted to create and make good things and make art and like just he loved his family. He loved everyone, like truly any demographic. And it just was like the fact that there are so many people who are so obtuse is just so disappointing. Like they should not have had to have posted that. They should no, not have felt like they not. needed to post that because they lost a friend. They lost yeah. somebody that they were very close to. Yeah. Um. But that being said, on March 2nd, a relative indicated to news outlets that Samantha was in a coma, but that doctors had given her a good chance of survival. Mm. Meanwhile, Sheriff Lay told Fox 19, quote, I've been here for almost 32 years, and this is probably the worst crime scene that I have been on in that period of time, end quote. Mm. Um, He discussed the eviction being a culmination of the family's history of financial problems and a possible catalyst for Teresa to commit such a heinous act. Um, And in doing so, he said that they were looking into whether or not she had mental health issues, like I said before, um, and that he had brought counselors in for his staff to help them cope with the, quote, gruesome and, quote, disturbing, quote, crime scene, saying, quote, it is tragic and unnecessary. What we can do to keep this from happening. What can we do to keep this from happening again? Well, I'm just not sure that we can. When people are in crisis, it's not as easy as just reaching out and saying, I need help. They are spiraling. Nothing makes sense. What we see here, you can't make sense of this. Murder is a senseless thing. But then you throw in suicide and the homicide of your family. It's all very sad. This lady had been totally cooperative the entire time. End quote. Like, yeah, that's where he's just like, of- I don't get it. It makes you think of like when did she decide that this was going to be what had happened? Right. Obviously, like 
pretty quickly because no one even packed. Like, so did she know for a very long time? Had she been planning it for a very long time? Like, was she going to try to make a stand on the day? Like, again, we can't know any of this because there's literally nobody to ask. Yeah. Um, Superintendent Tracy Miller also told Fox 19 on the 2nd that students and faculty and staff at New Richmond Middle were also being assisted by counselors. As they should. Say, yes. Saying, because I, I know that I mentioned this once before, but I'll mention it again. Um, not even just New, New Richmond Middle, but the school district as a whole, because these teachers, they didn't just have Ethan or they weren't just like about to have Ethan as a student. They also had Samantha. Yeah. Um, but so Miller said, quote, today was more normal than yesterday and yesterday was more normal than the day before. It will get better day by day. They had a wear blue for Ethan day yesterday and they are still adding to the bulletin board. End yeah. quote. So the following day on March 3rd, Garrison, Wanda Garrison, Steve's sister, told the independent, quote, my heart is in a million pieces and saying of the family, quote, I loved them very much. End quote. Mm. Critical Chaos also posted another update. Um, they announced a pretty big break for their band on their Facebook page, which Steve had been instrumental in getting. Um, and they announced that they'd be opening for metal band September Morning and alternative metal band OTEP, I think is how you say it, okay. on May 19th at the Madison Theater in Covington, Kentucky. And if you know, like, metal, like, not the, like, not Metallica and like you know what I mean like the average metal yeah. but like the alternative heavy metal scene the alternative metal scene ODEP is huge they're mm -hmm. they're fucking huge so to have this opportunity to open up for this gigantic band yeah these two these two big bands but one in particular that is like millions of people listen to them yeah is a big deal um so they said in this in this Press release, quote, hello, chaotic family. We hope everyone is doing the best they can today. So here it is. This is something that Steve wanted so bad before he was taken from us. We talked about this show like it was the opportunity of a lifetime for him and a chance to stand on a stage that he had previously only been a fan and supporting many, many bands here on this stage. But now it was his turn. He wanted this more than you'll ever know. We are so happy to be able to make this show happen Time to show that the chaotic family is strong and made from many, end quote. And they're mm. going to be having somebody subbing in for Steve. Um, mm -hmm. But that the band is kind of like dedicating all of this hard work that they made it that far to Steve. Yeah. Um, Sheriff Leahy also spoke with the Cincinnati Inquirer about the case, saying the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives was at that point in the process of tracing the Taurus that Teresa had used to see who had owned it. Okay. They don't she even know where herself. she got it. Yes. Yeah. And when. Um, yeah. So on March 7th, 2023, um, while financial troubles were initially indicated to be the motive by authorities, uh, family members started coming out and disagreeing, saying that the situation was basically more mysterious than that. Um, family members revealed to DailyMail.com that they had, quote, no idea, end quote, that the family was having financial troubles. However, Garrison, who told DailyMail.com that she hadn't seen the family in over a decade. Whoa. Yeah. Told them that, that told the outlet that the family's financial situation was a mystery because Steve, quote, worked his tail off to provide for them, end quote. And added that the rest of the family's relatives from Georgia hadn't seen the Canes for a number of years because Teresa had cut her family off from the rest of the world. Um, again, she noted, um, Wanda Garrison pointed out, like, again, Samantha was forbidden from obtaining a driver's license. Yeah. Um, and Garrison said of the tragedy, quote, I knew Teresa was controlling, but I never imagined something like this. She would have to go completely crazy. I just can't imagine a mother doing this, end quote. Uh, Garrison added that after the murders, she had spoken to Teresa's best friend, who admitted that the two had barely spoken in the past year because Teresa just kept isolating herself. 
Mm. Um, Garrison also alleged that, ter- that quote, Teresa was spending the money somewhere else. She didn't work. I know she was responsible for making sure the bills got paid, end quote. So she was, that was her job. She was like, you know how you see on Facebook, like, and she didn't have this on hers, but you know what I mean? Like, um, CEO of the, of the so-and-so household. Like, I'm a mom. Yeah. That's my job. Like, that was her job. She just made sure yeah, everything ran was the settled and set. Yeah. And that is, that is definitely that is a, job. a job, especially yes, with that two, is a job. two children. Yeah. But that's, that's all the more reason to be like, all right, so what happened? Like, Steve kept his job throughout this entire, like, from 2020 on. Like, they, they, she was funneling the money elsewhere, doing where, something else. Where was it. the money going? Yeah, that's the question. Um, and then Blackstone, Steve's cousin, added, quote, no one knew about the eviction except her. Steve made the money. She stayed at home and managed it. But she didn't know how to save face about how the bills weren't being paid. Stephen was unaware. He didn't know until the very last minute, end quote. I'm going to say, even if you have one person in the family that goes out and works and another person that is managing the home... Both of you got to have eyes on what the other one is doing. Mm-hmm. Make sure that in this situation, it's the husband working and the wife's at home. Um, in any situation, make sure the husband is actually going to the job. Because like I had mentioned yeah. earlier with John List, John List lost his job, left his house every single day during work hours to just go sit somewhere and then came mm-hmm. home. And that's where mm-hmm. their money trouble started because he wasn't mm-hmm. actually going to work. Uh, but mm-hmm. in, in this situation you're you're going to work you're making all the money make sure that the money is actually like going to the places it's supposed to be going to yeah like both your names still need to be on everything (sighs) right i'm not obviously this is not blaming this family no 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 blame no shame it's just you do whatever works for your family but i don't know if i personally would love to be in a situation like this where i don't see anything of the bills Mm -hmm. that come in i would be so nervous about that oh absolutely um but yeah, that's not the only thing, though. Um, Blackstone also dropped a bombshell to DailyMail.com about this case. She claims that the murders may not have been as spontaneous as the authorities believed. Mm. That she did not, that Teresa did not uh, just abruptly decide to murder her family the morning of February yeah. 27th. Um because Blackstone revealed that the family had since learned that Teresa had called New Richmond Middle School, which, full disclosure, had declined to comment on these claims that I'm about to tell you, but that she called them on the morning of February 27th to tell them that Ethan wasn't going to be in school that day. Mm. She said, quote, um, she claimed he was sick, but it didn't seem to be but it didn't seem to be very spur of the moment. She had called ahead and knew when the service workers were coming with the eviction papers. I don't think Stephen knew it was coming. She planned it. End quote. Wow. Yeah. So, and spoiler alert, like, we still don't know what's up with that money. We don't know what's going on there. But again, this was earlier this month. So, yes, this is still developing. At the very least, like, she called the school and was like, hey, he's not going to be in today. Like, that's chilling. Yeah. That's, that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, because also, like, when I first heard that, I was like, okay, maybe she was like, hey, he's not going to be in because the family was being evicted and it was like a whole thing. But uh, the fact that yeah. she said he was sick, it wasn't like, oh, there's a family thing. Yeah. Like, it just, I don't know. I, that, that gave me it's, pause. It's, yeah. It's goose pump, goosebumps yes. inducing. Yes. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, on March 8th, Critical Chaos posted an update about Samantha's condition on their Facebook page, saying, quote, she is making progress. She is able to open her eyes now. She can hold your hand. The swelling is way down. She even pats the bed looking for a hand to hold, end quote. It's also really sweet that the band is, like, sticking by her and everything like that. Yeah. Very much so. Like, there were things I didn't include. Like, they were posting. They've been posting. They have a very regular posting schedule, but, like... They were posting things like, hey, we're hearing that um, there's rumors that a GoFundMe has been started by us for Steve. That GoFundMe is fake. Don't give to it. Give to this one for Steve and his son to get them back to Augusta because Steve's family raised a fuck ton of money to get Ethan and Steve's bodies brought back to Georgia. Yeah. And why should they why should they be laid to rest in this place where they were kind of forced isolated? 
Well, and all should of, be home. All of the family, all of his family, all of their family is there. Yeah. Um, Hopefully but, Samantha can get back there. Yeah. Um, but that they were sharing that, that they were like, it, what, we plan on doing a benefit concert, but the benefit, there, there is no benefit concert planned at this moment. We're grieving. But in that regard, please do not believe any like events that you may get invited to or anything like that saying um, that we are doing a benefit concert. Like, don't buy tickets yeah. to this. It doesn't exist. Um, and just really constantly promoting the GoFundMes. Um, which we'll get into, but yeah. So then a few days go by and then on March 13th, 2023, speaking of GoFundMes, Kaylee Clark, uh, who is one of Samantha's sorority sisters who co-organized the GoFundMe on Samantha's behalf, posted an update on Samantha's recovery as well, saying, quote, we are pleased to say that Samantha is awake, her eyes are open, and she is able to track around the room with her eyes. She does have some movement in her legs and is able to hold and squeeze people's hands. When I went to go see her this weekend, she was crossing her legs into what the nurse was calling a sassy pose. I would say, that is a big movement there, Sammy, and she would make eye contact with me and move it again. We are unsure of what exactly Samantha is aware of as she is unable to speak yet to tell us. But as soon as I was looking around the room at her car, all of her, all of the cards, pictures, stuffed animals and balloons, I turned and made eye contact with Samantha as she was watching me look around. And I realized how incredibly important it is to show your love and support consistently to your friends, family and even people you might not know. The kindness you have all shown through your donations has not and never will go unnoticed, end quote. Wow. So, yeah. So she's aware. She's, unfortunately, I think. She's got a long road ahead of her. Yeah, she's got a long road. On March 18th, 2023, a memorial and celebration of life was held for Ethan and Stephen at Thomas Poteet and Son Funeral Home in Stephen's home state of Georgia. So they did get them back there. Um, and they asked that in lieu of flowers, donations be made to Samantha's GoFundMe. Good. Um, on March 25th, 2023, Clark announced a benefit dinner for Samantha at, on April 6th at Max Pizza Pub in Cold Spring, Kentucky, and shared an update on her health on the GoFundMe, saying, quote, Sam has been transferred to a rehabilitation center where she is in great care and surrounded by her loving friends friends and family members who have traveled to see her. While she still isn't able to talk yet, we are extremely hopeful as she is now making facial expressions, can smile, and can even type out words. All of this is huge progress that we were unsure of happening, but have been extremely hopeful for and are thankful for the blessings of God for him helping to guide her doctors and Samantha through her healing process, end quote. And that was literally as of the day before us recording this. Yeah. Like, that is as recent as we can get, babies. Yes. Watch and tomorrow. As as shit's going to come up. Right. As far as the GoFundMe is concerned, we'll share. Um, there's two GoFundMes. There's one for Samantha, and then there's one for um, Ethan and Steve's uh, funeral expenses. Yes. As far as the one for Samantha is concerned, their goal was $25,000. They already have 40300 Yeah. So um, let's just keep that going. Let's keep that going up. She's going to need all of the help she could possibly get to get through this fight um mm -hmm. and we again we're going to share those on our our um social medias so yeah yeah but yeah you wanted to know about the kane family case that's it. it is yeah we told you about it yeah so um you can go to our website crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com you can email us crimeculturepod at gmail.com we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. Speaking of the Patreon, we want to shout out our lovely patrons this month. Um, we truly appreciate every single person that listens, but especially our patrons, which include Travis, Stevie, Michaela, Megan, Ariana, Travis again, Kimberly, <laughs> Kim, uh, Sarah, Janie, Adam and Delaney and Gage. Um, thank you, every single person that uh, supports us on Patreon. If you don't have money to support us on Patreon, do not feel bad. You can support us for free on um, any place where you listen to podcasts. You can like and comment and subscribe 
and it helps us out a whole bunch. And if you want to uh, join our little community and bully me about cases that I thought everybody <laughs> knew about, message us on any of our social media and you can join our Discord. And uh, we chat on there. It's a fun time. And before yeah. we go, do you have a palate cleanser for everybody? Do I have? I thought it was a wee palate cleanser. We could do a wee palate cleanser. I thought that the last one that we both shared our palate cleansers. Yeah, we can share. We can share palate cleanser. My palate cleanser for this week is um, eat eat a really good salad with a bunch of shit in it because I had a really good salad that had um, uh, apples and mandarin oranges and chickpeas Ooh. and quinoa and kale and goat cheese and chicken and I like a salad with a lot of stuff in it. That sounds That's good. That's my palate cleanser. Yeah, I can't do like a lettuce, like just like, you know what I mean? Like how a Caesar salad is just like lettuce, cheese, croutons and dressing. Like I need, yeah. I need substance. Yeah. Um, but in that regard, you know what? Um, my palate cleanser is that I have in the past like week-ish gotten great news from different people in my life one of my friends is engaged and one of my friends is like fully on the home stretch of becoming a doctor and got placed at the hospital she yeah. will be doing her residency at so my palate cleanser is just like love the people like who love you and love i love them very much i'm very proud of them i'm very lucky to have them in their life in my life um and I think cases like this just make that more prevalent. So just like be kind, make kindness everybody's palate cleanser for yeah. this week. I agree with um, that. And snug a cat if you can, if you have means or an, or a dog, I guess. But yeah, Most you know, don't tell Mo that I said that. All right. Bye. Well. Bye. Bye.